Season 4. It's Episode 46 of Season 4 of the Parkrun Adventurers Podcast. In layman's term, that's also known as Episode 188. Pretty good number, that one. My name is Mel Erbacher. I am co-host of this little podcast that we love to call the Parkrun Adventurers. And joining me today, because the podcast has been sadly lacking uh, Scotty for quite a while, we have found a Scott. We've got the wonderful Dr. Scott Watkins from Albert Melbourne Parkrun. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mel. It's a, a real honour and Pleasure and privilege to be here as a long-time listener and very occasional contributor. Uh, I've obviously been a big fan and called up off the bench uh, for an end-of-season um, contribution. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you for being willing to come along. We've got to bring out the big guns for the end of the year, always. And you are the big guns. You mentioned that you have been a long-time listener and occasional contributor you've contributed some pretty decent efforts this year with some of your overseas adventures i've uh, yeah I, I get for those who know me i, I travel a fair bit for work uh and uh, the growth of parkrun around the world in the last couple of years has been amazing it's given me a chance to uh visit places that uh i would not have um, been able to visit before um, and so being able to combine work and parkrun adventures has been been great so yeah I've tried to drop in a couple of little adventures and yeah they've they've been uh, they've been really great I th an aspect of recording the, uh, the the contributions has been that I get to meet some people uh, you know go up and say can I talk to you and, and stuff like that so it gives you an excuse to meet an even broader range of people when you visit the event so yeah that's that's been great but Parkrun growing in many different countries and many different places within those countries has been a huge thing in the particularly in the last year or two and that's coincided with me as I said traveling a lot for work so it's, it's, yeah, it's certainly added to my adventures and it's added to the podcast so thank you for that now let's start. I'm hoping you're wearing your Santa hat or some kind of equally festive head adornment. Oh, totally. I'm full on Santa uniform here. The the, the listeners can imagine that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's what we like to hear. Um, it was a big weekend for Parkrun. My tale from this weekend is a little bit sadder than some, but that's really? okay. Yeah, but let's let's start with you. Where did you parkrun this week? Uh, so, so yesterday I was um, at Albert Melbourne Parkrun uh, where my wife Joanne and I are the event directors and uh, yesterday was uh, one of the relatively rare occasions when Joanne and I both participated. So I, I, I had a run. Joanne was oh, Joanne was actually the tail walker, um, but, but yeah, we, were, we had um, Beatrice on doing run directing, which was great. But, yeah, it was another – Another great weekend. It was, um, I mean, many parts of the country have ex been experiencing high temperatures recently, but Melbourne was a bit crazy this uh, this week. Um, I arrived back on Friday morning and it, it got to 43 here on, on Friday and it was very hot. Even like 7 o'clock on Friday night, it was still 43 degrees. I was like, well, this is this is very, very warm. That's but the <laughs> Yeah, but by um, – by parkrun time on Saturday, it actually cooled down in a typical Melbourne way to about 20. So, you know, the temperature had halved uh, overnight. And so it was actually quite pleasant and a little bit of a little bit of a breeze. So, yeah, we had, had a good time. We had, um, as we often do, a large number of visitors coming out doing their first time parkrun overseas. And that's always always very exciting to, to meet people uh, who, are, who are doing that. Um, we had quite a lot of milestones. Um, one of our one of our very regular volunteers, Kai, clocked up his uh, his twenty fifth volunteering 
milestone, which is great. Um, you know, people like him, we, every parkrun has them, you know, the people who are, who are just there whenever you need them and who volunteer a lot. And it's great to be able to recognize those sort of people. Um, and then, yeah, I had a run with um, a few of my mates who all said, oh, we're going to take it easy and, you know, just run like, you know, gentle and stuff like that. But, yeah, we ended up um, accelerating quite a lot throughout the run, which was a bit of a surprise to me. And uh, It's I- always a lie when people <laughs> say, no, I'm just going to take it easy today. Like somebody else's easy is never my easy and they always pick up the pace. It's just – it's always a lie. Yes. Well, the, the fourth kilometre, I was going much faster than what I had in any way anticipated. And I said to my mate, Ben, I, I can't stay with you for this. So, he pulled away a bit in the last kilometre. But, yeah, we, um, we we definitely climbed the ladder a little bit in terms of increasing our our pace. But, yeah, it was a, it was a good morning. Um, so, what about your weekend? You alluded to disappointment, but what 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 happened? Well, you might have picked up that I my voice sounds a little bit, uh, for lack of a better word, snotty <laughs> this week, um, and congested. I I've, I've been a little bit poorly. I did a video, yes, teaching people DIY on Friday morning, and that's when I recorded it. And I was starting to get a bit of a sore throat that day, and it just escalated toward the end of the day to being worse. And then overnight, it got even worse. I made the call on Friday evening. I originally had plans to drive down to the Gold Coast about two and a half hours to adventure to Broad Beach Waters and do a park run down there with none other than the one and only Scotty Trickett, who was up visiting for the weekend. Yeah, I, I did see that on the uh, on the interwebs yeah, that he was in Queensland. But I made the call on Friday night that probably I've been burning the candle in the middle as well as both ends and for the benefit of my health, it might be a better idea to stay a bit closer to home, get a little bit more sleep and as such I put my hand up to volunteer at Kawana. Then we woke up a bit before our alarms on Saturday morning because Wes was vomiting in his bed. So my poor little cookie was a little sick boy and I'm not sure if he has the same virus or logie as I've got and it just manifested a little bit differently. I haven't had any vomiting but he he's like 100% today on what he was yesterday and whereas I'm still sort of moving into the worst of it, I think, <laughs> and it's not getting better. So I miss Parkrun altogether. We just couldn't go with, with words being sick and me being sick and, yeah. Well, it sounds like it was the right, right, um, right call. But um, but it was International Ugly Christmas Singlet Day, and um, and but that was pretty popular across the country. I um, Joanne and I rocked ours uh, down here in Melbourne, and we got a lot of a lot of very positive comments on it, and even more online afterwards, particularly with some of my friends overseas who were they were actually quite taken by them. There was a lot of they're not ugly, they're cute. Where can I get one? Um, so, but there, there were a lot of, a lot of photos came through online. Did you get to, to look through them? Yeah. So that's, that was the highlight of my weekend was being able to experience park run vicariously through everybody else and experience international ugly Christmas singlet day through all the photos. It's been an amazing success and the growth of it since the, you know, well, we didn't have the official day last year, mm-hmm. but we we had ugly singlets out in, out in the wild, and this year it has just grown exponentially. And so awesome seeing everybody's photos, and 
even even the homemade singlets, which was I got a great kick out of seeing those as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought my original intention was to do the DIY video about a week earlier and post it so people had more time. But as it turns out, people still used it, took some inspiration from it. Uh, it turns out safety pins is <laughs> is the one thing that um, everyone's like, ah, oh, why didn't I think of safety pins? So I'm glad that I could impart that little bit of wisdom to people and we got some makeshift ugly Christmas singlets and shirts out and about on the weekend. It was very cool to see and thank you to everyone who took part because it really – was such a fun and massive day. I did wear my ugly Christmas singlet, um, kind of mooching about on the couch okay. with Wes. But, but, but you had you had it on, and you were participating uh, as uh, in spirit. I was, yes, I was, and looking forward to an even bigger, better international ugly Christmas singlet day next year as well. Did many people in the UK get them in time and and rock them despite the weather over there? Did you uh, did you see many photos from there? Well, yeah, that's the beauty of it. Being international, as the day goes, the park runners over in the UK are obviously park running 10 to 12 hours later than us here in Australia. So while all the Aussies were posting earlier in the day, the people in the UK started posting in the mid to late afternoon, evening, and we got to see all those photos too. Um, I do know that some hadn't received theirs, but the promise from the supplier was prior to Christmas, basically. So obviously I need to get them on board with understanding about the ugly Christmas singlet day next year. Yes. Um, but, yeah, the majority, I believe, were received and there's just just a small handful who haven't got theirs quite yet, which no fault of, of Ventus by any means. It's, no, no, there's a lot of other people involved. Yeah, it's a busy period of year with um, postal deliveries full stop. So, and with the numbers of orders that got sent out, the odds were always going to be that one or two didn't quite make it in time. Hopefully none get 100% lost. Everybody got their singlet last year, so I'm hoping that we'll still have a 100% delivery rate uh, even if a couple of them are a bit tardy. And so there's, for people that are listening, there's a lot of photos that have been posted on the Parkrun Adventurers uh, Facebook page and also on the International Ugly Christmas Singlet page that, that Mel set up so you can go through and have a look there. But I, I, I looked through a lot of them, Mel, but the people in the UK, were they did they wear the singlets, just the singlets, or were they, they did they add a base layer underneath? Most of them were layered either underneath and or over top as well. And I have asked a couple of them, you know, did they confuse too many people? And we, we had some people say, oh, yeah, uh, I got I received quite a few g'days. You know, people thought I was Australian even though okay. I'm not and, <laughs> and things like that. So, that was very cool. It's it's lovely to have the the motif of the the koala in his Christmas hat. Yes, cuddling the pineapple out there and around the world. Well, as a uh, as a fellow um, big fan of the pineapple, pineapples are my favourite thing in the world. Just about I've I've got a, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a, 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 an image of um, that I took when I visited a pineapple farm as the background on my on my phone, and my friends and family <laughs> constantly buy me much to Joanne's horror pineapple themed things. And people when they saw it, they were like, "Did they make this just for you, Scott?" And I'm like, "Oh, there's other people in the world who." who <laughs> like pineapple as well um you know it's the king yeah, of fruits I'm not alone. it's the king of fruits it's got a crown on the top so you know it, it does it, have a crown it, it is the number one fruit and uh 
I think it's great that it was so prominent on the on the singlet. The other thing that I really enjoyed on social media yesterday was was actually seeing people who you know I didn't actually know were regular listeners of the podcast, um, you know, standing there rocking the singlet. It's like, oh wow, you know, you you're you're really into this too. So it's a little bit of a, a reveal of people's uh, people's interest in in the podcast as well. Absolutely, it's a it's a great way for people to sort of recognise each other. But to be honest. There are people out there that are rocking the ugly Christmas singlets who aren't listeners of the pod. And I'm 100% okay with that because that means- But how did they find out about it? They've been shared by pod listeners and they just loved the concept, love Christmas, love the idea of an ugly Christmas uh, in Australia, appropriate apparel. And so they've adopted it, which is why- I think Ugly Christmas Singlet Day is going to transcend the podcast and it's going to become a beast all of its own, which I'm extremely excited about. Yes. Can't wait to see it grow in the future years, as I said. It was great. But, but yeah, as I mentioned earlier, a number of my friends online said that they didn't think they were ugly. So they, they thought they were actually pretty cute. So I, I, are you going to take on board that feedback and, and try and make it actually more ugly next year? Or what's your, well, your thinking on that? So, so there is an anatomy. There, yeah, there are, there are certain elements that go into an ugly Christmas singlet. Like, for example, you have to have a pattern that is way too busy for the eyes to, to comfortably <laughs> focus on for a particular length of time. Uh, it needs to have a corny slogan, hence the wishing you a quality Christmas. Um, a single motif on the front is not necessarily like key. You can you can go that way or you can just go the 100% busy over the top pattern. kind of thing. But yeah. if you do have a motif, it needs to be large and out of proportion and nonsensical. So the idea of using something that is not traditionally related to Christmas, like a koala or a pineapple, it doesn't make sense. It makes people ask questions. That's important as well. So those elements are all working together to make the ugly Christmas singlet. And, yeah, I mean, it's a cute koala and who doesn't love a pineapple? Yes. So you've got those people out there that are like, oh, I just love the design, but then there are other people like, I don't get it. Why? (laughs) And so one person's ugly is another person's beautiful and you're never going to make everybody happy in terms of what you would classify as ugly. I kind of think – they're hideous and and perhaps I could have gone uglier, but there is there is a line and um, I've already started plans for next year's design and that's going to be another fun one to unveil and hoping everybody loves it just as much as this year because this year has definitely gone gangbusters and has permeated our society a lot further than we ever expected the original reach would be. Excellent. Yes. Well, I'll rock it again on uh, Wednesday. We're having a, a Christmas Day run down here, so I will uh, I will do that then as well. So, yeah, hopefully um, if you are coming along, if you're listening, you're coming along to Albert Melbourne on, on Wednesday, do wear your singlet and uh, it'd be great to get some more photos of more people in it by the lake. Yeah, that would be Christmas Day. <laughs> you're having a Christmas Day part one. We are indeed. But... The ugly Christmas singlet can be worn all year round, as many people have mentioned <laughs> in the past. And I will be doing the double on New Year's Day. In the first event, I will do in last year's Christmas singlet, and then 
the second event I will do in this year's Christmas season. Oh, that's so a nice there's idea. There's another opportunity there as well. It's always good on a double to, to change your running top because the first one gets all sweaty and gross and then you can have a nice fresh one for the second. Yeah, well, and it looks better in the photos too. So, yeah, that's that's a good point. Unfortunately, I'm going to I'm gonna miss a double this year. We had we had one planned, Joanne and I, going down to Tasmania uh, for to Cradle Mountain and um, we thought we could manage one around uh Devonport, but there, but Devonport's actually had to pull out of hosting one on New Year's Day because I think there's fireworks going on there. So we get to Port Sorrel or Sorrel. I'm, I'm not sure how the locals pron- pronounce it, but uh, yeah, it's a bit too much of a drive to get to Launceston or, or any of the other ones that are doing one there. So we'll just have the one on on New Year's Day. So well, one park runs better than none. It is indeed, and 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 also as as an event team, we're not actually putting on one at Albert Melbourne this year on New Year's Day because um, yeah, we were away and we, we just weren't hundred percent sure that we'd get enough volunteers. Um, so I'm extremely grateful to the teams that are putting one on because uh, it is a it is a big ask to rock up on a first thing on January first and uh, and set up the cones and flags and stuff like that. So yeah, full respect to all the teams around the world that are putting one on. Good morning, Matty Trent here, reporting in from Maylands Peninsula Park Run for the Park Run Adventurers. And here I have a couple in fancy dress, uh, Emma and Ben. And I'm just wondering, Emma, why are you dressed like that today? Uh, because I'm getting married today. Today, and you're at Park Run. And I'm at Park Run, yes. That's a little bit crazy. Now, um, I actually met you guys, well, through Park Run quite a while ago. Ben, for the first time, was at Park Run. Uh, now, that was down in Margaret River. Um, did you actually run that day, Ben? No, I kind of got dragged there, uh, and I I did volunteer though. So, but I refused to run. I didn't think that I was a runner. So, um, but here I am. Uh, how, how many later? Ninety, ninety-one or something runs later. <laughs> so ninety odd runs for someone who is not a runner uh, and didn't want to go to park run. Have you volunteered? And you volunteered quite a few times between then and now as well. Yeah, yeah, every. I don't know, a couple months or something, I guess, yeah. And um, I guess parkrun has become a pretty big big part of, of your Saturday routines. Well, we're here on our wedding day, so, yep. <laughs> that's a, that's you, a, were, you were at Woodbridge last week after your bucks, so that was dedication. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a big effort. Um, but it's fantastic to see you down here. Lots of other people dressed up as well. Uh, you've obviously... I don't know how many were here today, but it's a pretty decent sort of turnout for a, one of the smaller events in this beautiful little location. Um, Emma, I know you've got to run. Yes. Ha ha, boom boom. Um, <laughs> off, get yourself ready. Um, but we'll see you a bit later. Awesome. G'day, Parkrun Adventurers. It's the G Train here again. Uh, this time I'm coming to you from Nautical Park Run in Canada, uh, in the uh, lovely suburb of Oakville, or city of Oakville. And um, just here having a post park run coffee with. Roderick, Berenice and Richard and I'll just get them to tell you a bit about their parkrun history. So over to you first, perhaps Richard. Hi there, um, yeah I'm South African, living in Canada for many years. I've run at uh, Uvongo in South Africa, a lot of people run that run, beautiful. I've run at Modafontaine in South Africa, also a lot of people. And today is my first park run in Canada in uh, Oakville and it's been really fun. A little bit cold but lots of fun. Thanks Richard and now over to you Berenice. 
Hi, I'm Bernice uh, Schuler. I am co-event director, and we've been doing this park run for since May. June. May, June. May, June. Um, so far, so good. So much fun, and we're hoping to get more turnout. Yeah, and <laughs> Yeah, I'm Roderick. Yeah, I'm Roderick, the uh, event director. Parkrun reminded me so much of back home when I grew up, uh, you know, from high school time. We used to do things called time trials and a lot of the, the soccer and, uh, sorry, the rugby and cricket teams, they used to have time trials we used to go to and they timed it and, and, and uh, used to get the results in the newspaper. So when I discovered Parkrun about two years ago at Beach Strip, and I think, well, this, this reminds me of back home. And then I contacted Parkrun Canada and, and the, of the, the ball got rolling and we started one night in, in River Oaks. And then from there we started another one here in uh, Bronte, Bronte, which is now Nautical Park. And uh, so, yeah, that's how it went. Fantastic. Um, it was a lovely course today. We um, started off and ran along beside a road. Then we went to a little uh, forest uh, for a bit of a run through there. And it was only on the um, third time heading into the forest that I noticed a uh, animal warning sign. Now, um, back home we do have warnings for uh, magpies at some of our park runs and uh, snakes at some of the other ones, but this one was for coyotes, uh, which was uh, pretty cool. Um, did, did we ever get any coyotes uh, on the course during that day? We get coyotes, but the, mo- the main thing we get in summer is deer. People are always amazed when they come out and see deer on the course. And be, when they go out and do their warm-up and they go, wow, we saw deer out there. I say, yeah, but that's one of the things, that's one of the features of our park run. And generally, like we, we have to have like three different routes because of the, the way things change. Uh, in the springtime, it gets too flooded, and then we have to use a, a J-shaped route. And in summertime, we can stay inside the park, and that's when we see the uh, all kinds of animals, mm. raccoons, everything. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Um, and there was a special theme today, Berenice. Do you want to tell us about that? Oh yes, um, we had some cookies, like homemade cookies, um, to celebrate our Christmas run, pre-Christmas run, and yeah, we've made uh, hot chocolate, and we also had um, ugly sweater day today which uh, was a lot of fun to see people with their sweaters and their hats and their Christmas gear. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, so, Richard, you were saying this was your first park run in um, Canada. How many have you done? And uh, is this the one that you'll be coming back to most, do you think? I definitely will be coming back to do park runs. Um, I'm off to Mexico for the winter, so maybe if they got them in Mexico, maybe I'll check them out there. But I just want to add, so just so you guys get context, the temperature here outside is below minus 4 degrees centigrade, so it's a little probably different than what you're used to in Melbourne or other places. Yes, um, it is a little bit different. Um, it's not as cold as I have run in Canada. Um, when I was here two years ago, we were getting temperatures of uh, minus 19 without wind chill and minus 27 with the wind chill. So today was uh, relatively warmer, but still enough to um, make you want to keep rugged up and uh, make sure that you're protecting your extremities from getting too cold mm-hmm. too quickly. And uh, is there a strong running community in Bronte, Roderick? Um, the, the closest we have is Burlington Runners, which is like what, maybe six miles away from here. Um, but it's amazing, six miles is a long way away. So people, they, they prefer to go to, uh, they do all their training in Burlington. And some of the funny thing is, is that Beach Strip started from Burlington Runners. They, 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 I think Beach Strip was one of the first one in the area. You came to Beach Strip, right? You get yes. what you said. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that actually, we needed sponsors at the time. And Burlington, you know, the equipment was more expensive at the time. And now that we've got the apps and stuff, it's, a, it's obviously come down in price. And so Burlington actually started up uh, the Beach Strip Park Run. And uh, we branched from it because I'm actually a Burlington runner as well. Right. So yeah, so two park runs from, Beach, from uh, Burlington Runners. Yeah. 
Um, and I think you were saying that uh, this event, Nautical, will be um, closing down over the winter for a short period. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, the problem is, is that we, we kind of playing week by week, but we realised that last last year we, we know that the course gets frozen over and, and uh, in the springtime then the, all the, um, the ice melts and it gets flooded. So then that's why we have to have three different routes, basically. That's what we, you know, probably what we're going to go moving forward is going to be three different routes. But uh, it gets, they do not, uh, the city does not uh, plow the, the course, you know. So and, and it was too icy on the other end of the course. So yeah, we're going to shut down a little, yeah. maybe two or three months. We'll see. Play it by ear. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that we don't have to deal with back in Australia. I guess um, you know, it's very much safety is a priority here, so that uh, we don't have people slipping over or um, you know, breaking their ankles, that sort of thing, or breaking their hips, as can quite ha- happen quite easily when you land on the ice. Yeah, I noticed when you went into the parquet, you, I think you kind of gave us a warning, be careful as we turn. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, yeah. It just felt a little bit slippery under, under so underneath the like snow. You but lost your balance as you said, be careful guys, something, yeah. you said something like that. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but by the second time around, it was a lot finer, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of the hidden traps here too, is yeah. that you can get um, a thin layer of snow covering the ice that you can't see. You it. can wipe out. You can you can fall. Yeah. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. He did it on Friday. I did it on Friday. I had a, no Thursday. I had a good old wipeout. So, you had to be careful. Yes. Last time I was here, I um, the person running in front of me did a U turn and um, his head went one way and his legs went the other and he, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he still crossed the line ahead of me. So. <laughs> Anyway, look, it's um, been a great chat here. We're, um, as I said, we're in uh, Tim Hortons having a coffee afterwards, um, small crew. So, uh, you know, all of my uh, interviewees today are South Africans who have uh, transplanted themselves to Canada over the years. Um, but it was a wonderful event here in uh, Nautical and uh, looking forward to coming back and doing it uh, sometime in the near future. So thanks a lot, everyone. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank Lovely of you to visit and thanks for the words of encouragement. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Lyndall and I am at home at Bunyaville um, on ugly Christmas singlet day. Where else would I be? <laughs> and standing with me, I've got not four calling birds. I have four run directors. Just introduce yourselves. I'm Steve Marston. Friend of the podcast, Steve Marston. Paul Gray. Tara Ellis. Tim Ellis. Now, Tim, you are the king of the dad jokes. I don't know about that. So, everybody who's friends with you on Facebook knows that. (laughs) So, I'm counting on you for a cracker of a Christmas joke. What have you got for me? Uh, What do you call Santa when he lives at the South Pole? Pole. What do you call Santa Santa when he lives at the... the... I don't know, Tim. A lost clause. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, that's a good one. Anyone going to raise Tim on a bad Santa joke? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I would like to know what. Why did the koala cuddle the pineapple? Ah, <laughs> why did the? I, I don't know, Steve. I haven't got a punchline, Lyndall. I've, I've been thinking about it for the last five kilometres, and I haven't been. I could not get one that either rhymed or was funny. All right. So this isn't a joke. It's a question on notice to Mel Urbacher. Well, it sounds like a Christmas cracker joke, don't you think? But instead, it's a beautiful pattern on a wonderful Christmas ugly singlet. It is. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful colours. Well done, Mel. So Steve and I are uh, proudly rocking, rocking our uh, Christmas singlets today. I don't know about the rest of you. What, what are you guys doing, hey? Oh, well, I just wearing Christmas colours. Uh, I'm wearing the Santa hat. So. And I just came dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not nude it's park good, run yeah, it's not nude park run day. And look, you, you're wearing the actual run director's vest today, Paul. <laughs> so that's probably a good enough excuse. You've got the run director vest on. How's today gone? Yeah, really well, actually. We had a good good turnout today, 120 runners. So, yeah, we're, we're looking really good today. 
Excellent. All righty. Well, thank you guys for all the work you do here at Bunyville Park Run. Thanks, Linda. Um, everyone knows that listens to the podcast that it's my home park run. It's my, one, my, it's my favourite, obviously. It's the best <laughs> Happiest run. and best park run. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys, and I'll see you next time. Yeah, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. G'day, everyone. It's Cameron here. Wishing you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays and a Happy New Year wherever you are. Big thank you to the Parkrun community, to the volunteers and the event teams and everyone involved in Parkrun. You are amazing. Wherever you are or whatever you're doing over the holiday period, please stay safe, stay cool. And by the way, what is Santa's favourite tense? The present! Hello Parkrun Adventurers, this is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 news crew from Canberra for the inaugural Ugly Christmas Singlet Day and uh, but sadly all our uh, park runs in the Canberra and surrounding areas have been cancelled due to the poor air quality from the bushfires. But that's okay, there's people having a much worse time than us um, but we are all here today at our normal place for, um, for breakfast and coffee and uh, we've actually got quite a quite a few people, we could say a tinsel of people wearing their ugly Christmas singlets. So we're going to have a chat with a few of them. Good morning, how are we all? Thanks. All right, Liesl, you're the most enthusiastic this morning. Is, have, have you had most of your coffee? I'm about to start my third coffee for today, so I'm going okay. This explains the level of enthusiasm. <laughs> I've also got reindeer ears, which provide a lot of enthusiasm too. Now... We've had to call off Park Run today, which is unprecedented in Canberra, but that's okay. There's people having much worse time than us, and uh, we, we're all having a, a good time and coffee. Have you managed to actually get out and run with your ugly Christmas singlet so far this year? Yes. Last weekend, I went out with another Park Runner, Sarah, and we went out to Tour de Ridges, which is also known locally as uh, Tutu de Ridges, uh, and we got out and had a great time. So we got to wear our Christmas singlets and a tutu um, and run the ridges there, but it's my second outing of my shirt today. So. And what about yourself, Beck? Have you managed to get out with your singlet for a run? Oh, I have, but I wouldn't say I've been running with the smoke. It's more like a shuffle and then a cough and a walk. <laughs> and Alana? This is my very first time wearing it. Um, I took it on holidays, but I uh, actually forgot to wear it last week. So I'm trying to get as much wear out of it as I can. I'm hoping Christmas Day... But um, if that fails, I'm going to be wearing it in Hawaii next year for the, um, the marathon. Oh, uniform for... <laughs> tropical pineapple and Aussie koala. And uh, what about yourself? Are you going to bring it down on Christmas Day instead? I certainly will. So I'll be volunteering down at Shell Harbour and I'll be representing our lovely crew down there wearing our beautiful ugly shirts. Um, but I've, at the same, taken every opportunity to wear it this week. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> Now we do we do have some some blokes here wearing um, being part of the tinsel crew. How are we, gents? Are we all enjoying our ugly Christmas singlets this year? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you need another coffee. Uh, <laughs> what about yourself, Andrew? Uh, it's good, Mark. It's, this is this is a good time of year. And um, any plans to to bring out the singlet on Christmas Day? Um, it might make a surprise appearance on Christmas Day. We never know yet. We'll see what happens. Very good. All right, we'll go and see if we can have a chat with Scotty as well. He's, he's all tinseled up as well. Good morning, Scotty. Hi, Mark. How are you, Mark? I'm good, thank you. Good. So it's good to see you got out the ugly Christmas singlet, even though we're not running. We're at breakfast. I wouldn't say I was. Uh, I got it out myself. I'd say I was more forced to wear it. 
Oh, okay. Dressed by the better half this morning. Well, yes. Yeah. I just uh, I wear what I'm told. It's easier that way. I stay out of trouble. And, and we, we see you wearing this on, on Christmas Day? You will. You will, I dare say. Not through choice, but uh, through force again. All right. Well, very good. So we, um, yeah, we're all enjoying um, breakfast and coffee here. And um, from Gungarland and Wagyu Bridge Park Run, we wish you... It wouldn't be Christmas without a dodgy bonbon joke, so here's mine for you for 2019. Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Because he had nobody to go with. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers, and happy International Ugly Christmas Singlet Day from Wilson Botanic Parkrun. Now, there's only two ugly singlets here today, myself and Zoe. Um, however, I, do, I did find a couple of stray wooters in Victoria, uh, Jess and Gavin. Welcome to Wilson Botanic. Thank you. It's, um, it's hard. I just finished and I can barely breathe, but I'm still standing. <laughs> and tell us, uh, just for the audience, where you're from. Uh, we're from Newey, uh, Newcastle, New South Wales. And you're just down for the weekend? Yeah, just down for a Christmas weekend with family and I thought we'd come out to Wilson Botanic and yeah, get a park run in. Now, I do believe, although you're both sporting your lovely Wooters shirts, you actually own an ugly singlet. I do own an ugly singlet. So one of the lovely ladies in the Wooters we call BB um, ordered some for us, but unfortunately I, I, I missed packing it and missed out bringing it, but definitely get it out on Christmas Day. Excellent. Where are you park running on Christmas Day? Uh, probably Lake Mac. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Here is my Christmas bonbon joke. Hey, Zoe. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the regular alphabet and the Christmas alphabet? The alphabet. The Christmas alphabet has no L. I don't <laughs> get it. Okay. Paul and Zoe. What cars do elves drive? Elva Romeo. Toyotas. <laughs> At least I kind of get that one. Okay, Zoe, have you got a bonbon joke? Yes. What does a snowman like to do on the weekends? I don't know. What does a snowman like to do on the weekends? I don't know. Chill out. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's PK checking in for a, another <laughs> another roving report from Pacapacanthi today. Uh, Pacapacanthi in South Australia is, of course, the Victoria Park uh, Parkrun in the middle of uh, Adelaide City. We were due to do Mount Barker, but there's been terrible fires up in the Adelaide Hills, and we uh, are thinking of our friends who have been affected up there, um, and we thought best to stay off the freeway um, in case there were emergency services or people trying to flee um, this morning. But thankfully, the cool change did come through and it's um, okay. But anyway, we are here. We're not here to... Well, we're here to think about those people and those people affected and send our good prayers and good wishes to those affected by fires, not only here in South Australia but across Australia. And uh, wish everyone a, a much better 2020. But on a happier note, I'm here um, for International Ugly Christmas singlet day and uh it's a beautiful day here at packer we've just done it there were a few people wearing well i suppose they were ugly singlets but they certainly weren't the official ones so i haven't been able to find anyone anyone wearing one of these singlets um hang on a minute someone's grabbing hang what, what? wait a minute you're wearing a singlet tell me about yours 
Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, that's very kind of you <laughs> to, uh, to, to wrangle the phone from me. Uh, totally unprepared. Um, sorry, what's your name? I'm Esme. Oh, right. Oh, hi, Esme. You, you look great. Are you related to me? Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, well, no, thanks, Esme. That's uh, very kind of you to ask me. Yes, I indeed am wearing uh, one of the ugly Christmas singlets. And uh, I thought, well, may as well chat to me about wearing one. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great singlet. I love it. So comfy to wear. Thank you for asking about it. I've had lots of awesome comments today. People had no idea about it, so hopefully we'll get a few more uh, uh, purchases or investors to wear it next year. So we're just walking now to the cafe. So there's a few park runners walking around us, chatting away, have, hanging out for a bit of a pineapple. No, the, uh, pineapple uh, juice. or But, no, it's a great singlet. Thank you for asking. So tell me about the purchase. Where can you buy it? <laughs> Good question again. I reckon these are now sold out for this year, but I think there was... Man, why do we just walk into a wind tunnel? Hang on a minute, people. We're just going to keep chatting. Apologies for the wind. Sorry about that. We are now in the cafe. Now, Dad, tell me about your singlet. My singlet? Uh, yeah, so as I was saying, it's, um, it's awesome to wear. Those, uh, it's uh, no surprise uh, that it's ugly. Well, actually, some people came up to me and said, what do you mean it's ugly? It's not ugly at all. It's beautiful. So there you go, Mel. Your design, um, as ugly as it was, is also beautiful. No, I'm loving it. Um, sad to not see anybody else really wearing one here at Packer. I do know a few, a few other people wearing it um, around. Yeah, so all around Australia, do you know anyone? Uh, yeah, I know that I'm pretty sure Roz, uh, Roz Lowe and Janet Thompson, g'day to you both ladies, uh, were wearing it today at Mount Barker. I reckon Janet at Lockheel was wearing one and Kate Corner, where were you today, Kate? Somewhere um, interstate, Victoria, Bright maybe? I can't remember. So yeah, I'm sure we'll hear from all the other reporters, uh, some of the other reporters about uh, some of the... Uh, singlet wearing wherever they're going to wear it and hopefully this is you don't you know you can wear it on other days i'm planning on wearing mine on christmas day at mount barker and of course you can continue wearing because it's pretty comfy and uh, i definitely recommend people investing in one it's worth it uh and uh it's a great way to celebrate christmas i wore mine to the gym yesterday for those playing at home um, for my uh, rpm spin class and that was excellent thank you very much dad for the update on your christmas singlet and uh, now we are at the cafe, uh, as Ez just said, and I thought I'd ask some of uh, my parkrun squad to give me some uh, dodgy Christmas cracker jokes. Uh, who's got one? Sirini, have you got a dodgy joke for me? I do, I do. What does Santa suffer from if he gets stuck in a chimney? Hmm, don't know. Claustrophobia. <laughs> <laughs> so good. See you, Davo. See you, mate. Uh, you had a joke for me, Aid? Uh, yeah, did you hear about um, the guy who trained 27 pigeons to sit on his outstretched arms? Oh, yeah, so you're stretching your arms out. Yeah, but this is a visual joke for those yes. playing at home. Yes, yes. What a ledge. <laughs> what a ledge. Do you guys have any Christmas cracker jokes for me? Esme? Um, what did one snowman say to the other? I don't know. What did one snowman say to the other? Do you smell carrots? <laughs> Who else has got one? Tracy? Anyone? Ava, have you got a, a Christmas cracker joke for me? What did Adam say on the day before Christmas? I don't know. What did Adam it's say? It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> These are actually Christmas jokes, which I'm very impressed with. Hello, Sam. Don't you hate it when uh, people answer their own questions? I do. <laughs> That's an awesome one. All right, I think that's it. I don't think I have any more. Um, I've got lots of... Oh, I thought we were done, but uh, Surini, you have one more? Yeah, I think I have to do this with a dodgy Cockney accent. Please. But 
What does Santa do with fat elves? I don't know. What does Santa do with fat elves? He sends them to an elf farm. <laughs> oh, that's good. Very good. We'll leave it on that one. See, they were a bit of uh, Christmassy jokes. Thank you. Cheers. See you later. Um, yes, so it's been an awesome Christmas park run or Christmas Eve park run, Eve, 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 whatever it is, 21st of December. And, uh, yeah, wishing you all of the excellent park run adventurers uh, a very Merry Christmas. And thanks for listening this year. It's been a bit of fun. Thanks for putting up with my randomness. Um, it's been a pleasure. Hope you'll have me back next year. Bring on a great 2020. Uh, Merry Christmas and uh, have a lovely, lovely festive season. Cheers. PK over and out. Howdy Parkrunners, talk reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. Today we've ventured over to Trelgan. It's cooled down a little bit today after yesterday's stinking 43 degrees or whatever it got to. Uh, today is probably a mild 19 or 20 degrees. Um, I'm standing here with a young bloke that's come down from Queensland and he's, uh, he's in a jumper, which you'd be the only person here in a jumper. Um, Travis, how are you? Talk, I'm great, mate. It's not 19 degrees. It's about 11, I think. It's freezing. I've got my hoodie on. It's not very often I get to wear the Rundown Under hoodie. Uh, I should introduce Trav. Trav's the uh, founder of Rundown Under. Um, he's come down to Trogan today for his uh, Rundown Under Christmas party. And Mel, look, sad face, but there's not an ugly singlet out here. But there is about 150 Rundown Under singlets. So, uh, yeah, I think there might be a bit of a theme happening here today, Trav. Yeah, Mel, we've bucked the trend. We've gone the opposite. Instead of ugly singlet, we've gone sensational singlet day. Uh, it's just a sea of the old singlets, the green and gold, and the new ones, the, the purple, which look awesome here at Taralgon. And there's even the odd 2018, 2017 one running around. There is. There's, there's a retro 2017, the orange, and uh, the 2018. Nothing further than back. Oh, but here's a good singlet. Here's a Richmond singlet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got the uh, orange one over in my bag to change into after the run. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, no, it's a great day. And uh, what's happening after Park Run today, Trav? Yeah, so I came to Taralgon because they are the suburb with the no most number of members in the one town. So park run breakfast and then i've got the taralgon trot uh teams of two basically put the running shoes on and scour the town to take pictures find locations collect things do things have a bit of fun uh come back there'll be a winning team announced and someone will be the inaugural run down under christmas party champions Cool, and then a bit of lunch after that. A bit of lunch afterwards. I'm hanging around all day. I'm going to stay an extra night. I'm going to go for a run here myself tomorrow around Taralgon. So, yeah. It's all happening. Looking forward to it. Oh, well, I might go and finish my park run. Yeah. I'm sort of halfway through. We're about the 3K mark and just standing here having a chat watching all these people go past. Yeah. Um, as we said, I think there's um, about three or four finishers that have done the full loop out here today, including the, the gentleman that's finished the fastest so far. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's great to see. And speaking of the fastest here, our two... One and two at Parkrun, and maybe a rundown under victory by the looks of it. Yeah, geez, um, Slugger's got a bit of a burst on there. Yeah, Go, yes. Slugger! <laughs> yeah, Slugger's got a bit of a burst on. He looks like he'll finish pretty well. Awesome. So your, your fastest finisher, what what time did he manage the 14,080 kilometres around Australia? So Des took on the challenge to be the fastest finisher, and he finished in one year, four months, and 11 days. Uh, it's an average of about 29 kilometres a day, every day for that one year, four months. And more importantly, Des is mo mainly a walker. So he runs park run or walks park run today, um, but he gets out there and when he was really having a crack, 
he would fill his weekends with 40k walks, hikes wow, every morning. That's amazing. That's having a crack. Every lunchtime he'd be yeah. out. He does a 10k. Even yesterday when it was 4,000 degrees, I noticed on Strava he got out and did a 10.5k walk. <laughs> um, yeah, just dedicated to, to get it done. Um, just shows that it's for everyone. You know, he's, he's the first to admit he's not the fastest, but he's yep. the quickest to get the map done. One year, four months, 11 days. It's and our, our tail walker today is another finisher as well, yes, Mandy. Yes, Mandy, another yeah. finisher, yourself. No, there's, uh, there's three. That's a good thing. And um, you finished as well? I finished. I was number 47. It took me five and a half years, not quite that one year. Um, and I consider myself to run a lot. Um, so five and a half years, I was pretty stoked with that. And I'm on my second map. Oh, right, mate, look, it's been great. It's, um, it's just a really great way of encouraging me to get out and encouraging a lot of people to get out. I've noticed the growth. You don't go to a park run now where there's not a run down under Singlet every week. Um, it's just encouraging people to get out, very much like park run. So it's a really great thing that we do and it's part of our community. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to lie, I model myself off park run, that, that community event. Um, park run's local, so a lot of these people will go and have a coffee afterwards, um, whereas I try and do it virtually. You know, high five people virtually, see the singlets out wherever you're out running and have that community and make it all inclusive, like yep. park run. Anyone can do run under, anyone you know, here people from injury anyone can do both and i um i admire park run and uh I, I do model myself off that community spirit yeah no well done thanks and, Tom. Uh, any final message for the crowd with the uh, festive season coming up no nah, merry christmas uh there is how many days we got left in the year 10 days left in the year um get out there and run to achieve those goals and may 2020 be awesome cool thanks trav thanks well Tom. done cheers mate Rightio, parkrunners, that's a wrap from Tarelgan. Before I go, I'd like to wish all the parkrunners a safe and very happy Christmas and a parkrunning New Year, especially our friends in Queensland, New South Wales and ACT that are affected by fires at the moment. I hope they go out and your air gets a lot clearer. Before I go, a really ordinary joke. What do you get if you cross a Christmas tree and an apple? The answer, a pineapple. Have a great Christmas, everyone. Cheers. Talk out. Hi, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Greta here, and today I'm here at Carisbrook Parkrun, and Carisbrook are having their special Christmas Parkrun on the 21st of December, and I'm here with Renata, who's the run director today. How are you going, Renata? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. We had a lovely day today, didn't we? Yes, it was really nice weather. Um, we didn't have that horrible 40 degree day. Because was... we've been in a bit of a heat wave here in South Australia, haven't we? Oh, yes, very much so. <laughs> so temperatures over 40 for about four days. Four days, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're in the 20s now, back to yeah. normal. Yeah, that's <laughs> lovely. And some scary fires yesterday, and yes. I know that they're kind of affecting much of Australia, so our thoughts go out to everyone who's dealing with that. But we had a lovely day here today and you did a great job, Run Director. Thank you. Um, How long have you been Run Director here at Carisbrook? Um, this is my fifth time now, so just a short time. Uh, I used to volunteer and do the other roles like barcode scanning and then I thought I'd just give Run Directing a go. And do you enjoy it? Yes, I love it. It's yeah. a very supportive community and everybody's quite helpful and um, we always get a nice audience and... Yeah, it's a great community. So Now tell us a little bit about your course here. Okay, well it's a trail runner's delight or <laughs> trail walker's delight even. It's out and back and we've got lots of trees and there's a lot of shade. It's like a dirt path and um, we cross over a bridge, we see ducks, we've got a lake on the side, well 
um, not a lake, like a little, a little creek, isn't creek, it? Creek, sorry, yeah, yeah not a lake. Um, some beautiful, amazing trees, big gum trees, of trees. Old gum trees. Yes, very old gum trees, and it's good when it's sunny because you've got plenty of shade here. Yeah. Um, it's not flat, but it's got some small hills, but it's quite pleasant yeah. to run or walk. It is a lovely, lovely course. And what led you to start park running? Um, well, I've always been a runner. Um, I was in school, I was a sprinter, and then one day I was going to the gym and I got very bored of the gym and I saw an advertisement for City to Bay and I thought, that's it, I'm going to do it. So uh, here I am, it's 14 years later, <laughs> and I've just been doing park runs just to keep my long distance running up. I just find running really easy. Oh, yes, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, oh, lovely. Well, thank you for having me at Park Run today, and I think you've also got a Christmas joke that you could share with us today. I Is that do. right? Yes, I do. Thank you for coming. We've loved having everybody here. Um, it's been a great morning. And now, what do monkeys sing at Christmas? Oh, I'm not sure. What do monkeys sing at Christmas? Jungle bells, jungle bells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Renata. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Park Run Christmas. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Thank you for coming. Hi, Olivia. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. And I hope you've enjoyed Christmas Park Run at Carisbrook. Have you got a joke for me? Yes, I actually have. What what do elves learn at school? Oh, I don't know. What do elves learn at school? The elf a bet. <laughs> Hi, Paul. How are you going? Yeah, really good. Thanks, Greta. And you? I'm good, thank you. And I hear you've got a Christmas joke for us. I have indeed. What sickness can you get if you eat too many Christmas decorations? Oh, I don't know. What sickness can you get? Tinselitis. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Alicia, Merry Christmas. Hi. Merry Christmas to you, Greta. And have you got a, um, a Christmas joke for us? I've got a hilarious Christmas joke for you guys. You <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready. Oh, yeah, get ready. <laughs> what do you call Father Christmas at the beach? I don't know. What do you call Father Christmas at the beach? Sandy Claus. <laughs> David in Adelaide wishing all the listeners a very enjoyable Christmas and an adventurous new year. What did Rudolph say about the Big Book of Noses? I've already read that one. (laughs) So many cheesy bonbon jokes. They are so bad, they're good. And that's the way we like them. And we've got a bit of a new voice with Maddie Trent coming to us from Maylands Peninsula this week. Thanks to Maddie who chatted to Emma and Ben and congratulations, Emma and Ben. You, I'm hoping all went well and you're actually married by now. Yes. Love to hear that you're uh, park running on your wedding day. Yeah, wedding park runs. Uh, I've seen a few over the years and it's awesome. I think, um, you know, I've met a few bridal party members who don't get it and they're like, why am I here on the morning of a wedding? Because like <laughs> it's gen- generally the bride and groom who are driving these things. Yeah, and I think we and people who listen to the podcast can totally get that when park runs such a huge part of your life and a way to include it in, in a really special day. It's, it's great. So, yeah, I encourage it. So if you're out there thinking about getting married, uh, make sure you factor park run into your planning. <laughs> Definitely. Lyndall, she had a bunch of RDs, and I love that they shared some 
of their Christmassy jokes as well. Yes. Have you, have you got a punchline to finish off? Have you got an answer to the question that was posed about why did the koala cuddle the pineapple? Uh, <laughs> I do, actually. I, I liked this, Steve, and I'm glad you spent five kilometres running around trying to think what a punchline could be. And I've come up with this. If any of our listeners have something better, then we'd love to hear it. But basically, I think, why did the koala cuddle the pineapple? Because he knew it was sweet on the inside and he wanted to live pineapply ever after. That is brilliant. Pineapply ever <laughs> after. <laughs> I love it. What can you do? All these jokes need to be pretty terrible. That's that's the whole purpose of a bonbon joke. That's a, it's a big part of Christmas, the bad joke. So yeah, It we, is. And we've got some bonbons to crack a little bit later, don't we, Scott? Yes, we do. We will. And, um, yeah, there was a couple of the reports there touching on cancellations around Australia at the moment, um, which was uh, un- unfortunate. Um, but, you know, our thoughts are with all the people that are having to focus on other things in their lives, particularly fires. It was, it, it was most of them in Australia, I think, wasn't it, Mel, that were cancelled due to fire at the moment? 23 out of the 24 cancellations were either directly as a result of immediate um, danger from bushfire or hazardous conditions, um, you know, smoke and difficulty breathing and all that sort of thing. And that's across New South Wales, ACT and South Australia at the moment. And it's just just catastrophic. Yeah, as I, as I said, I think the number of people that are affected by this is, is huge at the moment. It's very early in the summer for all of this to be happening. And I think most Australians have some connection to this sort of thing. You know, I certainly grew up in an area uh, that was very bushfire prone and very aware of the, the risks and stuff like that. So I think we can all empathise with the people that are really focused on paying very close attention to where the fires are at the moment and, um, and you know, potentially having to pack up and, and get out of where they are. It's a, it's a tough time. It is. And safety is 100% the top priority for everybody involved. We just want everyone to take care and be safe. And it's testament as well to our parkrun communities that, Mark, for example, all the Canberra parkruns were cancelled, but he and a whole bunch of people from Gungal and Wagi Bridge parkruns still went to their local haunt to meet for breakfast you know they they weren't going to get their park run fixed but they still wanted to spend that time together anyway yeah and we're able to do so safely so they did yeah that's that's really great conversely in the uk they're cancelling due to floods so guys <laughs> if you're getting wet feet out there in the northern hemisphere we're, we're thinking of you as well yes our thoughts go to everybody who, who doesn't get to to do it but there'll be another week that's a great thing about park run every saturday uh, they'll they'll be back Absolutely. It was great to hear that Tok had a bit of a different morning with the Rundown Under party and he spoke to Trav, who we've had on the podcast before. Yeah. And it's great to hear that Rundown Under is going from strength to strength as well. Yeah, I, I haven't actually signed up with that, but I'm very aware of it. And it's certainly an awesome community and a, and a really great way to engage with, with running and, you know, uh, Talk said in there about getting uh, you know learning more about the history of places than he did at, at school and stuff like that and that that's that's awesome having this virtual run around the country I think it's great and many thanks also to G Train coming to us from a little bit of a different temperature scale that was a bit cool literally badumtish it was wonderful to get your contribution this week Jared and. Also to Greta and all the other Channel 5 News crew for submitting their roving reports in whatever way, shape or form they came through this week. It was lovely to hear all your Merry Christmases and dodgy, dodgy jokes. (laughs) 
Now, speaking of great things, I wanted to have a chat with you, Scott, about what might have been some of the highlights that you've had this year throughout your park run or just, you know, your general running journey. What what are the fun things that really stick out for you that have been great? Yeah, look, I, I running is obviously a huge part of my life and I think um, I park run is the, the biggest part of that, but I also have a, a very strong connection. Um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, I travel a lot for work and those who know me know I actually work in Korea and uh, the running group there, plugged to the, the Soul Flyers who are uh, an, an awesome social running group there and they've that's, you know, my involvement with them has been amazing because they're friends that I have that are there when I, I turn up in, in Seoul and, and I can participate in, in running with them. And that's been great. And I've I, I, I've done a, f- a couple of, um, of big runs there, did the, the Seoul International Marathon again earlier in the year and, and a few other, other runs uh, throughout Asia. So there have been some highlights. Park run related, there was one um, I just thought of when I I actually submitted a roving report for this earlier in the year when I visited the park run in Pensacola in Florida. So it's the, the event name's Recplex North there. And when I visited, it was very early. Um, they were only a couple of months into, into operating there. Uh, but what I was really, really impressed by was the fact that this is a pretty isolated park run. There aren't any any close to it so the people the locals who discovered it they didn't have another park run to compare it to but it was really a really really normal park run like the briefing the feel the vibe the the diversity of the people participating just felt like any other park run that i have been to and really emphasized how replicable this this concept is and how genuine the the, the engagement with the community can be because the event is, is really simple. And so to see this this event in a in northern Florida in this part of uh, the USA that doesn't have any park runs near it set up and have a really, really strong community feel to it but that be absolutely uh, in line with the way park run operates around the rest of the world, that was really, really neat to see. And it was probably one of the park runs that I've had to travel um, the most to sort of get to, and so it was really awesome and rewarding to to have that adventure and and have such a, a great experience on on that day. Sounds awesome. I always wonder about the events that don't have any close neighbours, and especially when it comes to like how do they get started? Yeah, the, the founding ED, like what made motivated them, and and often it's just oh well, I heard about it and sounded like a great idea, so I wanted to bring that to my community, and they'd never even participated in a park run themselves. But you're right; it's it's always just you know you go to them and they just like all the other park. Yeah, because it, it, I mean you've you've, you've seen it more directly than me in Australia with events that you've supported getting started, and you know I'm sure you've seen people who are exactly that event directors who've started up a park run with very limited personal experience with the event. And I'm in awe of, awe of them. I, I haven't done that. I didn't start an event. Uh, and it's um, it, so the people who do that and do it, they, they basically trust park run. They trust the movement. They trust the organization that it's going to support them and deliver what they perceive that it's going to be. So uh, and they, they put in all this work to create the community, create the event, get the approvals and stuff like that without having had the, the personal benefit of it yet. Uh, you know, it's all done on a promise, on a, on a hope. So, you know, hats off to those sort of people who, who do do that. But that's enough about me. What about you, Mel? You've had a big year. There have been a lot of changes on and off the podcast. What have been some highlights for you? Ah. Uh. 
it has been a big year. Lots, lots of changes on the pod. Um, well, the highlight, the single highlight, I think, happened yesterday, and that was International Ugly Christmas Singler Day. Great. That's my personal single highlight for the podcast. Uh, obviously, other big life highlights outside of the pod. I gave birth to my second son. That the birthing part, not so much fun, but the son part, <laughs> definite highlight. <laughs> is a constant squeaky joy, a round, chubby, heavy squeaky joy. Looking forward to having Christmas with the two of them. Actually, it's going to be fun and great. But yes, the. The pod highlight was definitely International Ugly Christmas Singlet Day and and seeing people participate and it's just another extension of this awesome community that we've created on the Parkrun Adventurers that's sort of in and around Parkrun but just augmenting what's already an incredible thing going on. Yeah, well, I find it connects me to people, you know, all around the world and their views, their ideas, their experiences, and that's that's great. And it's great that you take joy from that. Absolutely. And so you touched on there's been big changes and obviously anyone who's listening to this episode is probably aware that Scotty, who is the creator of this podcast, uh, you know, he's the instigator. He's the one who asked me if I'd come along for the ride. And a ride it has been. Yes. Uh, he he left the pod earlier this year, got about halfway through this year, and um, it, changes, they happened, and I've had the support of some incredible people with the Channel 5 News crew who not only have they continued with their wonderful roving reports, but they've also joined me on the roller coaster and have presented the pod over the last 20 or so episodes. So I'd like to take this opportunity now actually to thank all of them, Cam, Dave, Gary, Greta, Lyndall, Mark, Melissa, PK, Toc. You guys are amazeballs. It goes without saying that the pod wouldn't be what it is without you and I thank you so much for your ongoing and continued support. Your wacky ideas, your enthusiasm, your willingness to just run with any of my little slightly off the wall ideas that I might pose to you. It's it's been a lot of fun and I look forward to a lot more fun with the Channel 5 News crew in the future. They've as as a listener, they've been amazing. You know, I, I mean I'm only sitting in this chair for this week, obviously as the first time, but uh, so I want to add my thanks to all of them uh, for for what they've done because um, as a listener and as a passionate fan of the, the podcast, I, I feel that very much they have enabled you to be able to continue doing this. And I, I think we as listeners all owe them a, a big thanks for that. Um, but also just for the the insight, the humour, the stories that they bring, uh, the diversity of, of experiences and the things that I've learned in the last year from all of them have been great. And uh, I, I really, really enjoy that. So, yeah, from me. Um, if I may, on behalf of other listeners, I thank all of them for their contribution because it's really, really great. Oh, that's very sweet of you, Scott. I'm sure they'll all appreciate that. And um, I know they love they, what they do. They love doing it and they love being a part of it and we love having them. So that's that's been a very special part of the pod this year, more so than in previous years. And, you know, four years now we've been going. It's not a short duration. Um Yes, and it is it is a um, a milestone in podcast 
history for about park runs, isn't it? Uh, I wasn't going to really showboat about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it's it's because it's something that uh, I became aware of during the week, and we discussed of. And this uh, this episode um, means that it's the the Park Run podcast that has now had the most number of, of episodes. The the original. Um, park run podcast that that operated in the uk for a, a long time which did a great job you know danny and, and nicola did a great job of introducing the concept of a park run podcast and it's great that they're back now with 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 me now and uh continuing that that trend but their their original park run show podcast came to an end a few years ago um but today the uh park run adventurers actually overtakes that in in number of episodes and i think you don't it's not showboating mel that's just a statement of fact and i think that it is uh, a real um achievement to uh, to recognize that and i think that you and scotty have created something really really great and the fact that you've been able to continue and get to that milestone after after scotty decided that 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 it wasn't for him anymore uh is is really great so i think you should celebrate it and and be really really proud of that oh i'm not very good at taking compliments but you can come on the pod anytime you like scott (laughs) you're very complimentary (laughs) thank you uh well look i mean i but but it's genuine it's genuine i mean i i'm i'm a a genuine listener i mean i'm people who know me or have seen comments over the years you know I, I one of the things is that i always listen to it very sped up you know i've got i've only got a limited amount of time in my day but um uh so it's actually interesting hearing your voice at normal speed not 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 fast um, <laughs> yeah not 1.5 times as, as fast as usual yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's um but it's but it's really great it's 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 you know I've, I've had some when i think back over the last couple of years of some some funny moments with me with the podcast i remember one time a couple of years ago when i was in in korea and i was on the the subway going to the airport and i was listening to the podcast and then um scott called me um on messenger or something like that and i started talking to him and it was like wow the podcast just phoned me in real life and um (laughs) and i went from hearing the recording of him to actually talking with him but um yeah there've been many many great things being able to contribute a couple of little bits has obviously been a real thrill and i've i've always um you know taken the view that i've submitted them for your consideration and i think you you know between the two of you you always included them but i think it it it, it was a nice thing like I, I said earlier in our discussion to be able to contribute and i've, I've enjoyed that and I think that everybody else who has uh, has contributed um, takes something from it as well, as well as giving giving a contribution. But the overall thing is, yeah, you should be really happy. And at the end of the year, the last episode for the year, it's it's an okay time to reflect on that sort of stuff. So, yeah, well done and congratulations. Oh, thanks. Well, now that, that that's, I feel a little bit awkward, I think we should uh, <laughs> change the subject. And- but what about for next year? What, what about... Um, goals or ideas or dreams or uh, things where, where do you, where do you see yourself adventuring to or what would you love to see next year oh i can't wait for palm 20 in march on march the 7th is the actual park run day that we will all be converging on the mount barker team who are very enthusiastic and opening their park run up to us with wide open arms so really looking forward to catching up with as many adventurers that weekend as possible. Um, I don't know, just more more adventures, 
more adventures, Scott. That's what I want. How about you? Have you thought much about what you would like? If you could have a Christmas wish for 2020, what would it be for Parkrun? Oh, my people who know me again, my Christmas wish is very obvious in that I bang on about this all the time about um, the possibility of there being parkrun in Korea. Um, that's be, it's become a very um, important part in, in my life, and I've obviously become involved with people there who, who love running. And you know, this is a decision for the global team. Um, you know, expansion is a big, big uh, decision, and you know, each country needs to be looked at on, on its merits and stuff. So, I, I you know, can't preempt that, but all, but all I can say is, if there are people out there who have a connection to Korea or an interest in Korea or uh, or something like that, um, you know, continue to raise those. And um, but I, I think that the potential there is is enormous. It's um, Korea is very uh, very a country well set up for running events like parkrun. I think particularly in Seoul, there's a lot of locations that could do it really well there's there's running paths that are separated well from cycling paths that are really really um well laid out around the city um there's a, a real culture of participation in in running events and quite an inclusive and diverse participation there's a lot of big big events that that happen that, are, that sell out really really quickly and i think that it would um it would take off very very rapidly as we've seen in in other countries uh, over the last few years so yeah that that'd definitely be top of my uh, my christmas list to be able to see um, you know, all my friends and colleagues that, that I have there to be able to participate in something that brings such joy and, uh, and benefits to my, my life. So, yeah, um, stay tuned. It'll, it'll happen at some point, but, yeah, when, when the time's right. That's a good one. I like it. Now, I want to bring it back to Christmas because this is technically our Christmas episode and we haven't been too Christmassy yet. The, the team did share some of their bonbon jokes, which were all – those kind of cringeworthy situations. And as I mentioned earlier, we do have some bonbons to crack. So I think it might Fantastic. be time. Do you, well, I, I'll say, do you want to start? But here, I'll grab one end. I'll reach through the microphone and yep, hold on to the other end. end. Okay. Right. Are you ready? Yep. Oh, you won that one. So uh, you get to go first. What? what what's okay, well, I'm unwrapping, I'm unwrapping the, uh, the little joke here. And okay, here it is. Uh, this is a good one. What would you call an elf who has just won the lottery? The lottery? That, no, no, I've got no idea. Wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually uh, really terrible, isn't it? But quite clever. No, yeah. It is, but I love elf puns, you know, treat your elf and, and all those sorts of things. I'm, I'm a big fan of elf puns. So pull another one. Yeah, another get one. Another, okay. All right, I got I'll my end. On. I better win okay. this time. You ready? <laughs> okay. Oh, I won! Oh, Excellent. Yay! Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a Rubik's cube, a miniature Rubik's cube in this one. Okay, where's my joke? Okay. Drum roll. What do you call a crate of ducks? Crate of ducks. I don't know. A box of quackers. <laughs> <laughs> that one's sort of Christmassy theme. That's 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 very good. That's because they get Christmas <laughs> back in the punchline. There yeah. must be a whole industry of people. Like I, I can't imagine what it'd be like to have this job. Like, do you go into work every day and you got to sit down and come up with these things, or do they crowdsource them? Or 
I'd love to meet someone who this is their job and just find out what their day to day. Like, do they have to have team meetings and you know, like three sixty degree assessments? And you're like, your jokes, Scott, weren't really up to <laughs> up to par this year. You know, you didn't have have a great year. I, yeah. I think that might be a goal for next year is to find one of the people whose job it is to write these jokes and get them on the pod at Christmas time. It, it, it's fascinating. I hope that people uh, all around the world who are listening to this get their fair share of really bad jokes over the next couple of days because it's an important part of the ritual. It is a very important part. Now, we don't have any terrible Christmas songs with everybody singing for anyone this year. I, (laughs) I am still a relative newbie to this whole editing malarkey and I'm not sure my skills extend to making the Channel 5 News crew sound as well as Scotty did last year. So I'm not even going to attempt it. And I think my enthusiasm for singing is uh, linked to my how terrible I am at it. And it would have been a very <laughs> big reveal and a very big shock if there was suddenly me bursting into songs. So it's probably better that, that you know, I, that's not a contribution I make to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to go out with singing this year. How should we go out, Scott? What, what should we? Well, I think, you know, you... Yeah, you've you've been the one that's shepherded this um, this podcast through some really big changes this year. You've you've been the one constant in people's ears as they've been out beating the paths, running, or on their commutes to work in their cars. I remember when when Scotty left, uh, hearing a few people saying that you know they were listening um, in their car and they had to pull over because you know it was quite an emotional moment and they couldn't keep driving. And I, I can certainly relate to that. You know, it was all a bit of a shock to all of us. But through all of that, you've been the the constant. So I think that it's um, it's appropriate that you finish and just by you know saying goodbye for the year to the the listeners who've um, who've been your friends and your your fellow adventurers on on the way. Um, like I said before, as a listener, you know I, I thank you so much for doing this. But I think you can uh, you can take us out with um, with a uh, Christmas farewell to all of the the listeners. Oh, you're getting me all emotional now, though, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you to everybody who has tuned in, listened in the car, listened in the bath, listened on your runs, wherever you <laughs> I might. Got the bath. Been. <laughs> <laughs> um, we hope you've enjoyed the pod this year it's it's has been definitely a bit of a roller coaster ride for us and we're looking forward to a little bit of a break to do some more adventures over the festive season we will be back in january looking forward to the 20s with a lot of excitement the last time we had a 20s i wasn't alive but by all accounts <laughs> they seem to be pretty damn amazing it rocked <laughs> so i'm looking forward to a likewise amazing 2020. 2019 has had its ups and downs, quite a few downs actually. So I know a lot of people are looking forward to seeing the back of it. For the most part, I have had a great time. I've enjoyed the new adventure that the podcast has become, learning how to edit and being challenged. So I thank Scotty for leaving it in my hands, for having the trust and the faith in me that I could continue it without him, even though it hasn't always been easy. I have missed him, won't lie. 
but you've continued on and and I know that it's been uh, um, a roller coaster and few ups and downs but you've continued on and for me to be able to contribute to this very last episode like I said right at the start has been a, an honor and a privilege um, a bit it was unexpected um, and I so thank you for that chance but this is this is the end of this episode um, the end of 2019 and Congratulations on all you've achieved, Mel, and I wish you a very, very happy end of the year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, look forward to hearing more in next year. Thanks for joining me too, Scott. It's been a big deal having another Scott on the pod. It really has, and you've done a great job. Like I said earlier, you're welcome back anytime. Well, thank you. I, I, I would be very happy to do that, but I remain first and foremost a, a passionate listener. So thanks to everyone who's been with us for this episode. Uh, enjoy your break if you're having one. Stay safe, stay running, and keep enjoying your adventures wherever they may take you. that I hear? Is there something? Something's just landed on my roof. I don't know what's going on. Oh my goodness. There's a jolly, there's a jolly man who's just jumped in the window. It's the man himself. I think you need to say ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. It wouldn't be a Christmas (laughs) episode without me, would it? It's Santa. My Goodness. I mean, I, I believe in Santa, so I knew you were real, but Santa, what are you doing here? Oh, I just thought I'd check in, heard about this podcast, and um, thought I'd bring the gift of joy and happiness <laughs> to the Parkrun Adventures one last time, or one more time, whichever way you look at it. One last time for 2019. 2019, yeah, that's how it goes, yeah. Awesome. Well, pull up a seat, Santa. Let's have a chat. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mel. It's been a pleasure so far, and we're only one minute in. <laughs> like, I remember, like, I mean, I, I, um, I, didn't, come, I didn't come through the window. Um, you didn't? No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm in another room <laughs> in another city. But uh, I can't remember how, to do, how this works. So, like, You're spoiling the facade. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is it coming back? <laughs> I'm not sure that was. I'm not sure that's getting to it. <laughs> but um, where's the other bloke? Was there someone else here I heard, I heard earlier? Yeah, I, I, I got a new Scott. Right. Where is he? 
because my, my former Scotty left, so I got a new Scott. Um, oh, he's not in the room with me, so I don't know where he's gone. Possible your uh, transmission has blocked his off. Maybe. Maybe too many Scots on one podcast. <laughs> well, this, uh, I don't know. I'm Santa. Maybe too many S's. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hey, I but one hey. thing. I, one thing I had heard you were doing is, um, and it's and it's a parkrun adventurous tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas jokes, bonbon jokes specifically. I actually have have a bonbon here. Did you bring one? Yeah, I'll go, yeah, I've got a bonbon. Yep, you've got one. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, well, no, actually, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. You're right. I can't find it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, in that case, you can share mine. Let me get one I prepared earlier. All right. Ready? You got your end? I'm reaching yep. through. Yep. Got okay. it. Okay. One, two, three. Oh. Hey. You won. Don't you love the smell of snapped bonbons? <laughs> Not really. No. It smells like a little bit of gunpowder. Well, what I anticipate gunpowder smells like. Not that I've ever smelt it. So, what's the joke? I, I won, but I think the joke fell out in, into your lap. Okay. Well, let me... Are you sure? Yeah. Did you pick up the Christmas bonbons? Yeah, well, here's my joke. Anyway, my... <laughs> okay. How does the Easter Bunny keep his fur neat? Keep his fur neat? Um... With a hairbrush. I think I got the wrong bonbons. I think I got the Easter package. <laughs> <laughs> With a... Wait a minute. Is hair spelled H-A-R-E? Yeah. Uh, Get it? Okay. Yeah, it's not very good, Scotty. No, because well, it's Easter. I didn't know they did Easter bonbons. <laughs> is, is that a thing? Yeah, well, it apparently is. But yeah. hey, but, but being Santa, um, people often ask me, like, what's the best Christmas present in the world? Any idea? What's the best Christmas present in the world? Do you need to know for, like, you, you haven't yet purchased one for someone? No, 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 no. This is just a question I get, you know, giving out so many presents. You know, people want to know what's the best one. You know what I always tell them? What do you always tell? I don't know. You're the Santa. You tell me. It's a broken drum. You just can't beat it. Oh, my gosh. I walked straight into that one, didn't I? <laughs> it's it's like that time you told me about the cemetery all over again. <laughs> People are dying to get in. <laughs> yeah. You can't be buried. No, I think you said you can't be buried there anymore. Because you're not dead yet, or something like that. Yeah, yeah the people who live there. They can't. They can't be buried in the cemetery because <laughs> they're still alive, obviously. <laughs> so that was That's the one. The, the broken drum. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to take this to a dark place. I can, but you know, I didn't want to start bringing up the cemetery <laughs> jokes on the Christmas episode. No. <laughs> I'm still giggling about you can't beat it. You can't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not technically a bonbon joke, but um, yeah. I'm Santa. I can break the rules. Yeah. Oh, well, I won't tell you about some of the other ones that we got submitted. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be listening. Yeah. I haven't heard myself um, on radio or on podcasts for a few months now, so... I'll make sure okay. I listen to this one. Have you been listening to the podcast? Yeah, in general. Yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. How do you think it's going? It's going great. You know, I think one thing that that other bloke was really holding it back in a lot of areas. And, oh, um, well. Hmm. Anyway, the word on the street, that's what people are saying, and I, I believe them. So it's been great. It's been great not to hear his voice for a few months. Meh, I disagree. <laughs> Santa, you're a busy man, especially this time of year, and I expect the months leading up to Christmas, probably also exceptionally busy. But can you tell me, have you got any highlights from the year? Oh, look, really putting me on the spot, Mel. Um, <laughs> That's what I really put me on the spot. But <laughs> earlier in the year, you guys did a, a listener meetup. You might not have seen me because um, with the white beard and the white sand, I sort of blended in a bit. But um, oh. the listener meetup at the beaches was a real highlight. I'm going to try and make next year's one. I, I heard that you're going to take it to Mount Mount Barker. Um, so look out for me there. Absolutely. That was a real highlight. Awesome. I've been I've been fortunate enough to have two um, road trips this year. And one just recently. Up to, yeah, I went to Campaspe. It was it was a nice little event, but it also doubled as increasing my Wilson index. So I'm sort of um, in my in my retirement. I've I've focused on my Wilson and P index and staying close to home, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, so that's been a highlight. Ticked off a queue earlier this year. Um, yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple of highlights. Ran in the pouring rain at a beachside park run called Torquay. On the one morning, like torrential rain, and it rained for the whole park run. hasn't happened to me very often. That sounds and awesome. Happens to do it when I'm on a weekend away down by the beach. Well, we wouldn't give for a little bit of rain right now. Yeah. So there's a couple of highlights. Well, Santa, it's been awesome having you here. If you could say anything, and you can because you're here and you're recording with me now, if you could say anything to our listeners Wish them well or Merry Christmas or whatnot. What would you say? And in fact, not what, just say it. Yeah, well, one thing I've realised the last few months is that the parkrun community, we know it, and the parkrun adventurers community demonstrated again on the weekend with ugly International Ugly Singlet Day that they're a pretty good bunch of people, Mel. I really, I've, I've really missed um being involved with uh that 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 crowd you know busy 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 up up in the north pole sometimes dallying in the south pole i mean who who came up with that i had to stay in the north pole i'm an international man <laughs> um, international man of mystery yeah so so whatever happens you know this podcast hopefully go from strength to strength um, but the, the community that will support it moving forward and whatever direction it takes, uh, that's what I wish. That's what I wish for everybody. And thanks for a wonderful uh, four years of, of listening, of course, listening to it. Um, really, when it's gone, you don't realise how much uh, you miss it. But not that I ever left, but, you know, I just, uh, just, I'm just thinking, just thinking out loud through vicariously through other people. And um, when you're Santa, you can do that. You can ramble and not make much sense. So, in summary, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Mel. Merry Christmas to the showman and your boys. Thank you, Santa. Show show your your Christmas spirit in presents in two days' time, please. Uh, take, take it for granted. That will happen. 